welcome this golfers to the Hitting the Hello and welcome disc golfers to the Hitting the Line podcast. I am your host, Jad, and as per usual, I am joined with my brother, Nasdog. Nas, how's it going? It's going good, Jad. How are you doing? You're, well, you're eating your mic for one. Um, but but You're two, eating your mic. No, I'm not. Anyways, it's going good. Um, we got caught a little off, we got caught off guard a little bit. By I can't I, prize, I can't hear you. Prize Will you picks? your mic a little bit more, please. Well, yeah, I so said we got caught off, caught a little off guard um, by yeah. Prize Picks this week, posting a Silver Series event. They did say they were going to be on when I was emailing um, representative from there. They did say they were going to be on top of it this year. We heard some of that last year, and then nothing ended up coming of these kinds of things. And even this year, they were off to a slow start with some things that they had promised, but. It looks like they are up for a silver series, so we are up for a podcast. And we're cool we it. are always down. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we like to talk these lines, regardless. We like to talk about tournaments going on, all things disc golf related, regardless. Uh, so we're here. We are. Um, let's quickly do. I don't know where uh, do you want to start. You want to start off looking at how we did last week, or do we? <laughs> well, let, <laughs> no, no, no. This, let's this course first. Let, let's let's start about this course. So we are. At the open at Belton. Is that Belton, Texas? It's not called Belton, Texas, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're in Belton, Texas for our Texas uh, swing of the tour. Of course, this is not a part of the DGPT, but they stopped there before. It's Texas State Championships is probably next week, is my guess, or maybe two. Yeah, weeks I think from now. Texas States is the next part of the Texas swing. Um, you know, this one is being part of the Silver Series, I believe is worth a quarter of the normal points, yep. but we got a pretty stacked field this year in comparison to last. So it's uh, pretty exciting to see how our competitors do. Yeah. And the course, it's pretty nice. Um, they've made a, at least a handful of changes. We know that some of them dramatic, some of them, not so much, some of them, some of them just changing in pars. Um, so let's just jump into it. Last week we were coming off of Waco Obviously, big shout out to our winners, Valerie Mandihano and Paul. I did pick Paul. I just want to say that I picked Paul last week to win it all on our. our uh, Is that what I said to? Yeah, I I think I had said Paul and. I just said put a gun uh, to my head. I have to choose Paul. There's no of course. Reason not yeah, to. he's yeah. he's crushed this tournament a lot of times. Um, we had Paul Macbeth in first, kind of a surprise, but maybe not really after his finish in Vegas uh, with Luke Humphreys in second. Chris Clemens ended up finishing third. Tied with uh, Joel Freeman, also tied with Chris Clemens uh, swooped in in third. Yeah, he tied with Joel Freeman, Thomas Gilbert, Aaron Gossage, Kayla Visca, and Isaac Robinson in fifth. Chris Dickerson also there in fifth, and then um, Alex Russell and Nico LaCastro round out the top ten there. So shout out to all those yes. players who finished in the top ten, especially Nico. Uh, and then we had you know Ricky Wysocki and Con- Conrad tied for twelfth. Uh, Mason Ford and Ky- Kyle Klein at 15 and 16. And another notable in there, Calvin, also at 16th. Kevin Jones in 21st place. Um, some notable scores that were not very good. Uh, Paul Uliberry finished 102nd. So I want to shout out Uli after I told the whole world to uh, pick him on the under. He went out and shot like a 13 over. 
So my bad, guys. We can't. It was like uh, a nine twenty rated round or something really bad. Nine, yeah, it was like nine forty or nine thirty. Like basically what you or I would have shot out there. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Oh, kind of surprising. Maybe not depending on who you ask, but uh, Brody in eighty third tied with Ezra. Uh, kind of surprised to see those guys shooting over. But uh, yeah, Adam Hammis seventy seventh place. So some guys that didn't shoot maybe as well as they would have liked. But uh, Waco is. A tough course. They call that course a be- the beast for a reason. It is difficult, especially in those conditions that we saw in round one, which uh, we maybe didn't take into account while placing our entries. So, yeah, yeah. And hey, let's so quickly we'll look. Say, so that was an M- that was an MPO shout out. Um, yeah, FPO. You have the results right in front of you. It sounds like. Yeah, we had Valerie, of course, with that was it hole 17, that beautiful upshot on 17 where she with parked a, it. With a getaway, right? Yeah, that was like to me one of the shots of the tournament. Uh Valerie, Kristen Tatar in second place, Katrina Allen with a blazing hot third round to jump back up I, into I third can't place. get enough of that third round. I've been buzzing on it all week. Yeah, she uh she I think was in like 16th or 17th place and then hopped up the third with her round. She started off like I mean, she even took a double bogey and almost shot a course record. If she pars she tied the single bogeys, yeah. So, so if she, she did, doesn't take a double bogey record. there, she uh, she has it. So cat merch if, with if a she, solid if, fourth place finish too. If Go I ahead. was going to say, if Katrina replaces that double bogey with a birdie, that's almost a thirty point swing in terms. I mean, assuming that each stroke is almost ten points, that's right. almost a thirty point swing, and that mm-hmm. gives you that gives her literally one of the top. FPO rounds of all time of all time. So, yeah. W- without that, that one hole, that was a legit top FPO round of all time. And I was just, she was banging putts Jamie, from circle AKA, one. My girlfriend was, was screaming at me every time she wasn't screaming at me, but she was like, be quiet. Every time cat nailed a monster jump putt, I was 40 like, putt, 50 foot putt. Yeah. Cat is really it, it uh, like a simulation where, where she steps up to the putt and you're like, she's not going to do this again. And you're watching it live. So you're like, yeah, she couldn't possibly do it again. And then it's like, ching, like, let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, it was, was it was, it was exciting stuff to watch, man. And, um, you know, I think that just kind of drives home the point. Live disc golf is so much better. And I know not, not everybody can sit at home and watch four hours plus of each of these. But if you can, if you have a morning, like I wake up and in the morning, the ladies are playing already. I love to sit down and watch in the morning as I'm maybe stretching, cleaning the house a little bit, whatever I'm doing. Live disc golf is just better. And I watch well, so and, much and, less. And the thing is, and you also you sad. also can't you can't find cats around anywhere. You only got to witness it if you were watching live because she wasn't on one of the top cards. Right, so, exactly. There it is. Um, every, so every, it seems like every week, week in and week out, there's a reason why you should watch live disc golf. Yeah, and then in fourth place, we had Own Scoggins and Cat Merch. Uh, cat merch played really well. It was cool to see her compete henna and Macy Veladiaz and Paige Pierce all tied for sixth. Uh, Evelina ninth Maria Oliva Oliva in 10th, uh, also with Holly Finley in 10th. So that kind of rounds out Maria the top and Kat are, on the, are on the come up this year. They are man. And, uh, I really, really enjoyed watch an own do well on a course like this, where maybe distance isn't as big of a deal. She can go in there, hit a few lines, bang, bang some putts and come out with a, uh, a top four finish. So that was pretty cool to see as well. I, yeah, I put so that- the tweet up today. It's got a handful of votes. Just something I like about cat merch is she has a, a really good ability to score. She's still 
isn't as experienced as a lot of the other ladies. So you see a lot of those blow up holes or you see a lot of bogeys, but you also see a lot of birdies on her card. If she can pull it together um, and, you know, turn those bogeys into pars, then I think she's going to have a heck of a season. And it's nice seeing Maria Oliva uh, also have a good finish. Yeah, she obviously has games, so it's cool to see her doing well uh, and maybe getting some early or early success this season. So, so before we talk about how um, Waco related to our prize picks last week, um, Nas, will you give a quick shout out to our sponsors that allow this all to happen? Yeah, of course. Uh, we've got some really supportive sponsors, of course, Prize Picks. Uh, head over to PrizePicks.com, and when you make your uh, initial deposit to start playing, if you use the promo code HTL, as in hitting the line, uh, they'll match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. And that is real money that you can use right then and there, uh, to make your entries for the, for the week, for the season, however you are betting. Um, our other sponsors that I want to shout out, as you can see on my hat here is till death disc club. Uh, they are a disc golf brand focused on providing stylish gear for on and off the course. Uh, they represent the appreciation and love that all disc golfers have for our sport disc golf for life till death check them out what's on the Twitter promo code for that instagram one? yeah the promo code for them is uh htl pod so htl pod and you can get yourself a nice little discount uh 15 off all their products so they've got some sick hats some sick sweaters uh tie-dye dad dad hats flat brims like this um some really fly fly gear and then of course uh our other sponsor is dark ace apparel uh, Dark Ace is based out of St. Louis, Missouri, and they kind of take two worlds, two worlds that I personally love. So that's why this, this sponsor means a lot to me, disc golf and heavy metal music. And they merge those two worlds in a way that uh, resonates with people like myself or George, who is the owner of this company. So if you like or to Nathan headbang Queen as much, or Greg Barsby. Or, that's true. Some of our uh, favorite disc golfers also listen to metal. So if you like to chain bang as much as you like to head bang, check out Dark Ace Apparel. They've got some new windbreakers dropping in, I believe, a few days that are pretty is, fly. Is there a promo so, code uh, for that one as well? There is a promo code there. It's just HTL. Use the promo code when you shop there. They've got discs. They've got dry fits. They've got hoodies. They've got hats. And it all looks sick. So make sure you check them out. Um, so yeah, shout out to our sponsors. We appreciate you guys a lot. Uh, and please, if you are listening, check them out, use our promo code, let them know you're listening. That's all I got to say about that. So, yeah, as I quickly mentioned, uh, to you right before we started in terms of our prize picks selections, <laughs> <laughs> I, I went, I went broke last week. We we're talking Wait, about the say it again. Challenge. Say it loud. I went broke last week. Do you know, can you guys tell who the D gen out of the two of us is? So, Me, responsible with my money, a homeowner, an investor. So how, how much do you got? How much you got left? I got 80 left out of the original 100 left last week. So. We were, well, last week I was at 119. Uh, I probably overly invested in uh, day one, which had all that wind. I did not take into account uh, when I made my entries. Lost a little bit there, and it seems like everybody I took under went over and vice versa. It was just opposite. So uh, I still have $80. You went broke. Tell us more about that and what happened. Right, I'll you tell you broke. how it happened. So, yeah, I mean, we we seemingly downplayed the weather a little bit um, going into round one. However, you know, we right away realized it and we were tweeting out, you know, our change of heart. And, you know, the, the wind is starting to pick up and um, it looks like there will be rain for when a lot of the, the main guys were playing. So, you know, I start putting in my hedge bets in and. Well, for one, the two people who I was exposed to the most, 
Uh, Paul Macbeth, you know, I'm over, over, over smashing the over because he was projected to do the best. Of course, he was the one person who went under. So almost yeah. all my picks had Paul Macbeth. And then my lock for under was Katrina Allen, who, um, I mean, we seen what she did the last round, but apparently the first round was not even close. So combine all of my unders having Katrina Allen and all my overs having Paul Macbeth. Uh, none of the hedges went through. I did have one chance left. So I had, I think about 60 bucks left going into, <laughs> going into round two and man, I either could have went really nuclear or went broke. So I put it in two lineups and it was the ones that I tweeted out where I said, listen, you got to have this Gannon Burr prop bet on 17 under and he, if you make it, he did it in round one with the ridiculous weather. It sets up perfect for the double forehand. We know he's a freak at putting. You need to make this selection. So all my picks work and it's just, it's a power play and it's riding on Gannon Burr. Gannon Burr misses his circle one putt for me to go broke. Um, I had actually pushed, I had actually pushed on James Conrad and, er, and Kristen Tatar. They both pushed for me. So I got my money back, redid it again and had three bets and it, ended up not happening for me all because again in burst circle one putt otherwise i would be up money uh, dude wait, i mean what does he got to be an 85 percent circle one putter and he and he misses Roughly. the circle one for me yeah so yeah. it was brutal it, round two for whatever reason he was struggling with putting uh so i don't know what was up with that round but anyways man you got out pocket so, aces and got busted bro and i got busted um, so we're going into our third time now. I'm not going to reload because they gave my DJ ass an $11 credit. <laughs> I'll, get, <laughs> I'll get in. I'll get into my five pick flex in a second. $11 gonna, five how, pick flex. This is the come up. Yeah. And document it. Now. And if I get this all five, if I get all five, it's an 11 X. So I'll be at pretty much even. So, all right. <laughs> so I'm this like, is the bet of your life coming up here. I know. Five pick so, flex. So let's let's talk about it. What are we expecting at the open at Belton? Well, let's talk about it. What are, what are we expecting? Well, I think that this course, first of all, I gotta say, uh, I do love this course. Uh, I think it's scenic. I think it's kind of a good mixture of open and woods. Um, it looks like the first day is gonna be a little bit windy, but then uh, that wind should die down a little bit in round two. I think round two, per usual, is when we can see our hottest scores. I'm thinking we'll see probably at least one to three players. Uh, break 50. I mean, last year in round two, we had Calvin shoot a 47, which is unreal, like 16 down. I think par was 63 last year. Yeah, he shot a 47. I think that was the hottest round of the tournament. Uh, Ricky Wysocki shot a 47 the final round last year, a 1096 rated round mm -hmm. the final day. Uh, Ricky never shot worse than a 50 last, last year. So you got to like Ricky's chances going into this. Paul McBeth also never shot worse than a 50 uh, last year. Rick outdueled Paul in that final round to win by two strokes. Uh, Calvin shot really well at this course minus his first round was only a thousand rated 58, but then that 47 and a 54 to finish in third. Nathan queen had a great finish here last year uh, with nothing worse than a 54. So I think we're going to see probably, like I said, two to three, maybe players that can shoot below 50. Uh, I think a lot of folks are going to be kind of sitting around that. 56 will be what most people will hope to shoot. Yeah, I can agree. Or with that. what what we can expect players to shoot. Uh, and then on the ladies' side, um, last year the only two competitors on the ladies' side shot under. That was Katrina Allen and Heather Young uh at six under and five under, respectively. And then everybody else was over. There was a huge gap. The next closest competitor was Missy Gannon with two over. So I think we're gonna see a lot of 
pro probably overs in general if you're choosing some of our uh, lady competitors, uh, except for maybe Katrina and whoever you think is going to have the hot, hot hand. So, uh, yeah, this this course, I think, shapes up this year to probably be a little bit harder than last, last year. We know there are some changes, and I think you know a little bit more about the changes than I do. Do you want to fill us in on how the course is different? Yeah, I, I didn't take exact note of the holes uh, before I went to work, but, you know, some of the holes, uh, the pin might have moved back 20 feet and a little bit more obstructed. They might have made out of bounds a little bit more tight on some holes. But then there was some holes that it looked like the pin was even a little bit closer. Um, in general, I think we're going to expect it to play maybe a stroke, a stroke and a half tougher. Round one as well to note, we are expecting 20 plus mile an hour wins all day. So that's to be affected. So I would say if you're looking at scores, um, from last year, then you're probably going to want to add a stroke and a half or two to what you think they might be shooting. Um, yeah. and a lot of the holes, the pars kind of just changed. So even though the par has changed, we're still expecting the strokes not to change by much. And if so, like I said, maybe a stroke and a half or two at the most. Um, so yeah, you had mentioned that you think most players will be around a 56. I can agree with that. I mean, we're looking at maybe a 1035 is what we think a 1050 uh, is what we think a 56 will be. Whereas last year's a 1023, um, and so on and so forth in relation to prize picks. Um, again, I would lean overs as you had mentioned, but I do think there are a handful of unders out there. Yeah. So let's take a look at the board. Um, Let's just take just, a look at the board. Just just to go into it, for example, I said I had a five pick flex 11x. The only way you can do an 11x is if you have a mixed entry of overs and unders. I, so I do. I have Paul Macbeth going over 51. Uh, so hoping he can at least push for me on the 51. Just be a human this weekend, Paul. Be, please. That's all I needed was Paul to be a human in round one, and I wouldn't have no. much money. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll see. Maybe I'll end up regretting it. His putter's hot. So. Uh, there's no telling, but I'm hoping with this win that the guy who's projected to do the best just uh, doesn't shoot. I mean, so what? A 10 down 51. I have a 51 projected at over a 1070. So we'll see. Yeah. I've Kyle Klein over 53 and a half. So 54 still puts him at what I think might be at about a 1050. Um, yeah, I've Kevin Jones round. under 54. Um, a 54, I'm thinking is about a 1050. But Kevin Jones has actually been playing really hot. He might have fallen off a little bit at Waco. Uh, but again, he went Eagle birdie birdie to end, uh, his Waco tournament and was the only birdie eagle. on hole 18. Yeah. He eagled, he had the only Eagle, um, on hole 16. It was, it was maybe Ezra and Kevin were the only Eagles on hole 16 of the whole tournament. Um, so I got Kevin at my under, cause again, I have to mix it. I have Brody Smith under 57. We're thinking a 56 is about a 1035. I think this is a course under? where Brody can do fine at. I have Brody under a 57. Yeah. Okay. So 57 puts him at a 56, and that's a 1035. You do not expect Brody uh, to have 1030 golf in his game? Oh, he's got it in his game for sure. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a question about that. I think the question is, can he do it in the wind? Um, and I'm just looking well, at last year's well, scores. Well, well, the, he the never wind, shot better than a is, 60. Uh... His best score last, last year was a 59. We both agree he's a better golfer this year. But last week, we also leaned on Brody a little bit and kind of got bit on the butt. So, um no, I like where, where you're kind of thinking, but Brody did not shoot over a thousand rated on this course last year. Appreciate you for pointing that out. Um, and then Nico, I have over 54 and a half. So that'd be 55. That's still at least a 1040 plus rated round. So that's, yeah. that's my mixed entry, uh, for my $11 five pick flex. It'll pay me out 118 bucks. So let's go back up to a hundred. <laughs> 
So again, um, that's uh, that's Paul over Kyle Klein over Nico over, and then Kevin Jones and Brody Smith under. I made a three pick power play this morning when the when you told me the lines were out just because I didn't want to miss in case some lines moved. Right. Um. I went two overs as well. I went Garrett Gerthy and Nico over. Garrett Gerthy it was at a fifty five at that point. I'm not. I don't think that that line has changed. No, he's still at a fifty five. I went Nicola Castro over at 54 and a half. Uh, and I, I believe, share that one with you. Yeah, I believe that one is, oh, he's up now to 55. Uh, nice. So that, that line has moved. And I went Calvin under 53 and a half just because nice. I feel like he's been off a little bit these past couple weeks. And he played really well here the last year. And I think this is the type of course that really suits his game. There's a lot of like, I agree. Some of those low ceiling, long fairway shots that he's good at. And I think if he shoots a 53, that's an eight down. That's what I expect out of Calvin on this, yeah, this course, you know? And I think to know that he can shoot a very similar round to Paul, whose number is 51 to see Calvin at a 53 and a half. I got to take that under, even though we don't have to take an under or an over. Well, well, well so, uh, so I, I like, like that. that, that well, I like, and that we've seen them playing a pouring down rain before and score. Well, so I, I like that. We're in agreement that generally lean overs, but we're also accepting the fact that there are still a lot of unders on this board available. Um, so maybe this is the type of, so something we've noticed with prize picks is that, well, so now that their scoring has changed us where we're allowed to pick all overs or all unders, the type of, um, entries you make actually determines your payout. So tell me more about as Matt went, as Matt winters pointed out on Twitter, he did a five pick flex all overs only paid him out five X. So actually what's going on is prize picks is picking either whatever they're leaning on overs or unders. So obviously they're leaning on overs and they're paying you out less for them. Um, so I think this is a week where you can try to maximize profit because there are unders out there. So this probably is the week where if you're going to make some mixed overs and unders, this is probably the week to do it. Cause like we, we believe they're out there. So what I'm trying to say is like, for example, I'm getting paid out 11 X for mine. If I were to hit all five, whereas Matt winters all over is only getting paid out five X. Hmm. Do you think that's going to come back to bite prize picks? If another betting app decides to pick up disc golf, I don't know if it's going to bite them. Cause I'm sure they're mark. They, they, they have so many markets that when I think, I mean, not lose, like, not like they'll they'll lose the line. disc golfers. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not going to hurt them specifically, yeah, but they're going to lose them. the disc golfers. I think it will happen. Uh, yeah. It's just not something sustainable to put so many rules on a game. That's already a losing game. As I've mentioned, just the nature of parlays is automatically a losing game. You got to be extremely sharp and you got to be on your shit. Yeah. You gotta and like Vegas in a parlay, if you had a five, a five way parlay in Vegas, you're getting paid out like huge. Yeah. Those odds are terrible. As Matt winner says five, if yeah. five pick parlay only to pay you out five X is just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So as I mentioned, Might as well I take my is, money and go play Texas. Hold them. I think this is the week where you want to do mix in overs and unders and try to maximize those chances. Yeah. Agreed. Do you have any locks? Do you have any people uh, you really like? Let, let's let's talk about people oh, who we can consider back. locks. I think Nico over 56 and a half was a lock. Again, we mentioned it's at 57 now. Um, so take that how you want. Uh, I really liked your your Calvin Heimberg as a lock for under. Yeah. Well, I think Garrett Griffey too. Uh, Garrett, uh, it was what Calvin was 53 and a half. He's still at that number. And Garrett at a 55 over. I mean, I think a, 
a 56 is still really good on this course. And for Garrett to shoot, what do we say? That's going to be probably around 1030, 1040 golf. I think that's a great yeah. round for Garrett. Um, so I think that's a pretty good line to have him at. I'm looking at, they've got Katrina Allen at 61 and a half, Kristen Tatar at 62. And if I look at last year, 61 is a 983 rated round. So you might, I don't know, you might look at someone, uh, like cat and say 61 and a half. Well, last year she only, her best round was a 54, but the other two rounds were over that number at a 66 and a 63. So it was that 10, 28 kind of a fluke, a fluke of nature or a freak. What am I trying to say here? What was, was that a fluke or is that more closer to what she can shoot? Um, you know, if she shoots a 60, we're pretty stoked on that probably. So I think a cat over wouldn't be out of the question, especially round one with that wind. Uh, a cat over might be a pretty good, good play. Kristen Tatar was not at this tournament last year, so we don't know how uh, she did, but I think that first round with, with that wind, we could see some overs in the FPO division. So that might be a good way to start uh, a multiplay flex is choosing some FPO overs along with any MPO overs you're feeling solid about. Yes. Sir. How about you? Who, who, how, are, how do you? who are your locks? Well, well, I think we just kind of talked some some locks through together, but what do you make of Ezra's 56 line? We're thinking a 56 is going to be about a 1030. Ezra did not shoot well there last year. Is that right? If I remember looking at it. I mean, he it. shot. He or got did, he not, did he not place. play there? No, he, he shot. Um, <laughs> 67. Yeah, uh, and that field was not that strong. Not as strong as it is this year. Still some good, some good players here, but he shot um, a 64, which was a 960 rated round. He shot a 54, which was 1028, and a 61, which is 983. So I think Ezra just maybe just didn't play to his ability, but only having one round over his rating at, at the time, that seems pretty not good. And he did finish 83rd this past week, tied with Brody. So I don't know what's going on with Ezra. It, 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 was, a, it not, was Waco, though. It is Waco, true. Uh, so maybe Ezra, maybe you, you should be expecting him to shoot better. But last year, his hottest round was a 54 in that second round where most hot rounds are shot. So I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make I, of I th Ezra. I think, I think Ezra is similar to the Anthony Barella category where it's you live and you die. You live and you, you die. And you, you know die what his ceiling him. is. It's even a course where I would think would play to Ezra's advantage. Like you said, like longer, um, low ceiling. I mean, who has a power shot like Ezra besides Calvin Heinberg? Not a lot of people. Um, so I'm not sure what the deal is. I'm not sure if you went out of bounds a bunch. I know we added more OB this year. Yeah. Uh, some, it's some not going to be maybe, easier, of course. May, maybe Ezra is a your choice because I could certainly see him shooting under. But uh, last year proved to us that the over would be the quote unquote smart pick. But does he have does he have a putt that you trust and believe in? Is my question because this this course I feel like a lot of the uh, the answer to me is no. No. Yeah. It seems like, no, um, he just, is not someone like when I was watching some of the final car or the final round coverage from this past year where Ricky shot that hot, hot the hot round, he's thrown a great drive, a great upshot and still having to make a 28 to 33 foot putt for birdie. So the, I think the birdies out here are going to be tough. So, uh, Ezra over maybe a possible, yeah. you know, really add, good add in the wind to that as well, add in the wind to that first, first round. And I think the overs are looking, uh, pretty good in our favor so that's something to think about cool so let's wrap up the portion on prize picks here's how we feel about it this week generally you're probably going to want to lean towards the overs we think the course is probably going to play a stroke and a half or two tougher um it's going to be windy as well very windy uh over 20 miles per hour the whole time 
Um, so we do know that there are unders out there. We we pick some people who we think there's got to be right. There's always some unders. They're always there's always they're always one, they're, there. It's someone for, for one. All the guys on this board are capable of hitting their under. There's just no doubt in my mind. Um, but we definitely think they're very reasonable and plausible to hit under this yeah, time. Um, so 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 pick those guys. How you feel? Who you think's playing hot? Like you said, who you think you can trust putting maybe in this wind, etc. And maybe those can be your unders. I do think this is the week where you probably want to mix in some overs and unders so you can try to maximize uh, the upside that prize picks allows you to. Because if you do pick yeah. all overs, they're not going to pay you out as much. Um, right. And that's about it for me for prize picks and Belton. Do you have a winner that you want to pick? Winner? Mm-mm-mm. I'm um, just taking Paul Macbeth. Yeah. Gosh, we're back. I have no, I, I, I don't, I don't, all over again, bro. I know. I don't have a reason to pick against Paul McDonald. I'm going to say Ricky because Ricky won last, last, last year. And he has, Ricky's not got to so pick far. up that putter, man. He's, He's got to pick, pick up the up. pace, man. He has not played well. Although that could also be some slight and, overreaction. And the thing is, he's he, it's I think it's a little overreaction because he is actually scoring extremely well. He's just also picking up a ton of bogeys on the way. Is what's been happening this year if you look at his results. And that's so he, he's scoring I mean, like that, a madman. He's just hitting bogeys too. Yeah. Usually we see him scramble out of those situations or make those putts to save par. So I think if he yeah. can get that corrected, I mean I th- I think this could be. Looking at the scores from the last year, Dude, it Ricky came down to like the field a Ricky out and by Paul battle. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, ten strokes. And there's only going to be live coverage. I think the final day, there's not going to be any coverage the first yep. two. So we could come down to a classic Ricky Paul battle, which disc golf should be excited for if you're new to this I game. So this thing. I mean, this is what we've been watching and like looking at for years is Ricky and Paul battling. Seven years. And it and it becomes some of the best disc golf there is. So and they fuel uh, each other year, too. Exactly. When they're on the same card, they both shot really well. They both shot double digit under that final round, and Rick topped them last year. So I think Rick it's, is going to be my favorite today or this weekend, I should say. You got Rick. I got Paul. Um, I just wanted to quickly mention how we were, we were talking about how they feel each other. I was watch in preparing for this pod. I was obviously watching the final round last year, and I think it's like on hole sixteen. Rick and Paul, their disc is on top of each other. They're both probably edge of circle one. They're both in the exact same spot, disc literally touching. They're both obstructed. Paul misses his putt off the front, and they're tied at this point. Paul misses his putt off the front of the the cage. Rick, they don't even do a cut scene. Rick immediately steps up before Paul even walks away from his placement, lines lines it up, and bangs it just because he just because it's him and Paul. He's like, "What hole is this on the final round?" I believe I believe it's sixteen. They're, they're tied 16. and then he I had to go lead. back and it, watch it. Could, it. <laughs> it could be 15, but um, yeah, it's at the very end. They don't even, they don't even cut scenes. Paul's hardly even getting ready to walk away from his disc before Rick steps up, lines it up and then bangs it. It's so sick. Yeah. Well, that's what so we that's got to from, look forward uh, to. Yeah. From, from the, the tour. Yeah. Uh, what else we got to look forward to in terms of disc golf? I don't know. You want to tell us something about your game? Do you have any um, form breakthroughs or anything like that this past week? I think my forehand is at an all-time high. I mentioned that last week, but that was just with wooded shots. Um, I added the new, I mentioned last week how I got rid of my PDs. I just sold them and then I replaced them with the uh, Dark Rebels. And I must, Phantom Phantom Sword, Phantom Sword. Sword. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I replaced them with the Phantom Sword, aka Innova's PD. And I must say, it's not necessarily a breakthrough, but the Phantom Sword is much straighter than the PD is, in my opinion. 
and I'm actually getting a little bit of an S curve. So I'm actually developing some distance to my forehand. I've never really had before. I used to literally throw, um, less than 300 feet. And oftentimes I could throw my, my zone forehand as far as I could, some of my fairway drivers or distance drivers yeah. for that matter. Um, so that's cool. And I did, I happened to somehow get into a tournament this weekend. It's on Sunday. It's one of the NADGTs national amateur disc golf tournament. It's a B tier. Nice. Where at? Um, it was, it's in Orville, California. Mm. And cool. So it was full, I guess, but a couple people dropped and maybe nobody noticed because all of a sudden I'm scrolling because I had looked last week and there was nothing. And then all of a sudden there's three spots open. So me and Jamie just signed up real quick. She'll be playing advanced women just because there's no other women in there. Uh, but anyways, I'm looking forward to crushing it. I want to shoot my first thousand. I think it's on a ball golf course. And I think that's where I excel is distance for amateurs. So yeah, uh, hopefully it gives me a chance to shoot a thousand. What about you? Yeah, anything, I, anything new? I also signed up. I, I seen. I seen. On, okay, go ahead. Go finish. Oh no, no, go ahead. I was gonna say I seen on Facebook page today that you lost one of your new Katrina Allen. <laughs> I know. I was playing yesterday, and leave, I went in my bag to. There? Yeah, you know, you throw multiples. You're playing with a. Gr- Bear Creek has been so crowded late in the past week. Every time I go there, there's a wait, and so we're throwing multiples, and I just left it out there somewhere. No name, no number, because I'm an idiot. Uh, I have another one upstairs, but I was hoping to keep one fresh. So maybe I'll wait until they release the stock run of the vor- the Vortex. It's my best roller ever, Jed. On one at Bear Creek, I threw a roller all the way to the green on one. All That's the way to the like green. That's probably like a 470 foot shot at least. Yes, it was huge. Everyone was yeah. like, wow. I was like, uh, that's never happened. You're like, before, me too. Was, wow. Yeah, me too. Wow. <laughs> like, I didn't know I was going to do that. Um, yeah, having some fun. I'm trying to think whether this. I've been having a lot of fun with the Rift. Uh, I aced, I think I met, did I mention that last time? Yeah. You said it was a second throw. Yeah, it was, it was a a second throw ace, which was fun, uh, with someone I was playing with, uh, Emily flash and, uh, flash flash. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. The rift is really fun. It's like a a straight buzz right out of the bag and I've got four of them. So I guess I think a buzz when it's a dependable fade to it. Yeah. It has dependable fade where there's a couple times I throw the rift hard and it just goes like too straight. Uh, yeah. But with no turnover issues, that is a fun disc to throw. Uh, and what else have I been loving lately? Oh, I've got this um, a hurricane from 2011. That's a first run hurricane. That's so flippy. Is it still your roller? Yeah. I it feel like it I can roll. Oh, that was yeah, your but force I, that used to be a roller. It, well, it's like those forces where it's so understable and beat now. When you throw it on a roller, it rolls forever. But I've also just been throwing it on distance, hyzer flip to full turn with minimal fade at the end, like hole eight at bc that's what uh, i've been right trying to get out of my echo star great... destroyer but i always turn it into a throller every time i need i don't yeah. really have a flippy distance more that I can more air you just gotta put more air on it you know i've been trying dude it never works i tried at uh cell mac both rounds on those open holes and i turned them into throwlers yeah still took oh part. and then and then i'm uh so i signed up for the nadgt at tom pierce and at tom pierce it looks like they just put in a couple new t-pads I've seen that on whole four has sick. a f- whole four whole and four. whole three okay. or no sorry two is it two three and four uh, at least two of those early holes now have um new t-pads and i think that there's any course around here that i can shoot thousand rated it's tp uh there's a lot of tough holes there but if you can get through those first shoot, seven like, holes down yeah, you got to shoot like a six or a seven down to shoot thousand. But I think the first seven holes are all birdieable. Um, if I, I can just 
if I can put as consistently as I did the first round at uh, Selmec, I think I'll be okay. Uh, yeah, but I'm been really excited. Chase practice putting in the day. back. The uh, practice putting in the back backyard has been good. I don't practice a ton. Like some people go out, do 300, 400 putts. My form like devolves as I practice more. So I'll yeah. just usually each, each day I'll do like 20 to 40 putts. Uh, totally. And as long as they're on, I made a sweet putt yesterday playing with a group group of guys from probably 75 feet. And you know, my weakness is jump, jump putts. Like I this can do this flutter. dude's jump putt is beyond below average for an uh, M1 player. <laughs> it is bad, but something I've, I've actually seen yesterday. him throw the disc backwards attempting it. That a was long, not a jump putt. It was an approach. Shot. It was, it was a an long approach, approach jump putt, but it, you, it's still a jump putt because that's what you attempted. I'm jump putting from 100 feet, but it's still an approach. Okay, well, yes, I did throw a disc backward once, almost sideways. <laughs> uh, but this past, <laughs> this into past, the water too. Was it into the water? No, that was remember we were. It was whole like. Uh, 10 at BC no whole like eight or nine at BC nine. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, or at Tom Pierce right through it backwards, but it was whole, but I had to sweet like 75 foot jump, jump putt that as soon as it came out of my hand, I just said, that's in. And, you know, I'm playing with nice. like four or five dudes and it just smashed chains. And I was like, yeah. Nice. Flex so, you know, quick. some, some things are going good. Like I said, the new grip with the putter, just kind of moving my thumb towards the outside of the disc a little bit helps it just kind of come out a little cleaner. So it doesn't get like caught on my hand. And uh, so all my shorter putts have been feeling easier, but we all know what happens come tournament day. All those putts and discs start feeling yep. foreign in your hand. But um, man, yeah, speaking of, good. we'll just brush over Evelina real quick. Ooh, it was yeah. bad. It was almost. Hard I don't to want watch. to. I don't want to uh, shame her, her because yeah, she's better yeah. than us. We've all been. But there. man, yeah. To see someone like lay up from twenty feet. And then to like barely make like an eight foot putt on a ugly hyzer, whoo, that was that was next level. Yeah, yes. you know, I hope she can come back. It's, I just want to know what her real or like what her confident or her good putt looks like. I guess I haven't watched her enough because it's like the one time where I could say, yeah, there's amateurs that are better at putting than she is. Like, I, I don't like saying amateurs are better than women. I hate when people think that they can beat the women because they can't. Yeah. Fact of the matter is I've never shot a 1000 rated round and I'm sure she has at minimum 10 in her bag or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, she shot yeah, a thousand but, rated but, round without making a circle one putt. Yeah. The, the putting was just <sighs> that first Anyways, round. She shot a thousand without her. making a circle one putt. Yeah. No, she's, she's going to find that putt again and she's going to be just fine. I just think she's just going through a little something, little nerves, but she's going to be all right. Evelina is a boss. Totally. Um, oh, so I think that anything else, Jed, is that wrapping else? it up for us? No, just go check out I our sponsors, it... man. Till death, disc golf, dark ace apparel and prize picks. You can use the promo code HTL on prize picks and dark ace and promo code HTL pod on till death disc club uh, for some discounts there. Get some fly gear. How about yes, you, sir? Not last comment. Not a bad. Yeah, I was just going to say not a bad pod for waking up this morning and going, shit, we ought to do a pod. It looks like lines came out. So, yeah. And luckily I had tonight uh, off from playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with the homies. So uh, I was available. Otherwise, I might not have been available. So this is good. Well, good luck to yes, all of our players out there. Um, if you really want, wait for great conditions to pick some unders. I'd say wait till the second round. Tomorrow or the first round could be a little, but crazy. the unders are out there. The unders are out there. All right, y'all. All right. We will see Peace. you guys next week. Peace. Brown chicken. Brown. Well,